0: Welcome to the Pastor's Study.
1: Today I want to preach my most important message. I preach this message many times, often at a a funeral. And if you've watched this show for a few years, you maybe have heard this sermon, but we have whole new audiences now because we've, through your generous donations, we've been able to expand our audience now and add more cities. I want to make sure everybody hears this. And if you've heard it before, It's not wrong to hear it again. Here's the message today. Do you know for sure where you will spend eternity? One Sunday I was about to get up and and preach and our usher takes me aside. Tom, do you know how long eternity is? I said, it's forever. And he said, eternity is this huge mountain made out of solid diamond the hardest substance on earth. Once every hundred years, a little bird flies by, rubs its beak once on the top of the mountain, flies away. Hundred years later, bird comes back, rubs its beak once on the top of the mountain, flies away. Hundred years later, it comes back. When that huge solid diamond mountain is worn all the way down to nothing, the first day of eternity has passed. <laughs> Eternity goes on forever. According to the Bible, when you die, you either go to heaven for all eternity, or you go to hell for all eternity. And on this program, I want to show you what the Bible says is the way to make sure you spend eternity in the right place. So please listen with all your ears. This is hugely important. Do you know what happened on April 15th, 1912? Famous event, Titanic sunk. There were 2,200 people on board. It goes down. Later that week, big headlines on the newspaper, Titanic sinks. On the left, the lost, 1,500 names. On the right, the saved, 700 names. You watching this program, you're either lost and you're on your way to hell, and, or you're saved and you're on the way to heaven. Please listen. Let's pray first. Father, we would pray that for anyone watching this program who's in the wrong column, they're lost and they're on their way to hell, that you will help them listen to this, accept you, Lord Jesus, and, and be saved this day. And Lord, those of us who are in the saved column, help us not be quiet about that, but tell people on how they too may be saved. Speak to us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you sure you're going to heaven for eternity? Let me explain this. Most people don't get it. Most people think they're getting going to heaven because they're basically good. That does not work. <laughs> I I remember a pastor telling us this story. He said, I have an 80 year old Aunt Edith, a nice elderly woman, not a Christian woman. And he said, one day my wife pushed me out the door and said, go across town and talk to Aunt Edith about her soul. So he said, I went over, sat in her lovely living room. She was very wealthy. Well, Aunt Edith, can I ask you a couple questions today? And she said, yes, pastor. And he said, Well, Aunt Edith, if you died tonight, are you sure you'd go to heaven? And she said, well, I hope so. And he said, well, the Bible says you can know where you're going to go. But he said, let me ask you a question number two. If you died tonight and stood before God and he said to you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? And she came out with the number one most popular wrong answer. I've been good, and pastor, because I've tried to be kind and nice to people, and I think I've led a basically good life, I think God will let me into heaven." And he said, okay Aunt Edith, let's see how good you are. He said, don't answer out loud. I'm going to take you through the Ten Commandments. Let's see how you're doing. Commandment number one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Aunt Edith, is God the most important thing in your life? Have you ever let your beautiful home your children your grandchildren has anything been more important to you than god if so you broke the first commandment you deserve god's judgment commandment number two thou shalt not take the name of the lord thy god in vain have you ever say oh my god oh lord have you ever taken jesus christ's name in vain or said G-D- it? if so you profane the name of god you deserve to be punished for your sins commandment number three remember the sabbath day and keep it holy and Edith, do you go to church regularly? Do you love to sing God's praises? Or do you maybe make it Christmas and Easter? Then you've broken the third commandment. Commandment number four honor your father and mother. When you were a child, did you ever disobey your parents, sass them back, etc.? If so, you broke the fourth commandment. Commandment number five thou shalt not kill. And the pastor said when he got to this one, she kind of breathed easy. But he said, But Aunt Edith, the Bible says if you've ever hated anybody in your heart, you've killed them. He took her through 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and by the time he got done with Aunt Edith, she knew she wasn't going to make it. And he said, are you really going to stand before God on Judgment Day and say, let me in, I've been good? And she said, no. And he said, where do you deserve to go when you die? And she said, hell, pastor. And the pastor said, me too. And he said, because you can't get to heaven by being good because nobody is in God's sight. Because you can't get to heaven by earning it because you could never earn it. God gave us a whole different way to be saved. And he said to her, would you like to know for sure your sins are forgiven and you're going to heaven instead of hell when you die? And she said, please. And he then shared with her what's called the gospel, the good news. Here's the most important thing I preach. Listen, up here is heaven and heaven is God's perfect home. If you want to get into heaven, you have to be just like God is, absolutely perfect. And let's say that this hand represents you and me, a typical human being, and our problem is, every one of us is loaded with sin. We sin in thought, word and deed daily, every day. So in this condition, no way we're getting into heaven. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. 2,000 years ago, God came down from heaven and became a human being. He lived the perfect life we couldn't. His name was Jesus. When he was about 33 years old he took our sins off of us, put them on his own back. He carried our sins up to the cross. They nailed him through his hands and feet. All the sins that we deserve to get punished for. God took our punishment for us. Jesus paid and took the punishment for us so we could be saved. It killed him. He died. Three days later he rose from the dead. Our sins are buried with Christ. He goes back to heaven. And now God says to you, if you will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust in him, when you die, all your sins are forgiven and you're going to heaven. And that pastor said, that day that 80-year-old Aunt Edith became a newborn babe in Christ. Do you know where you're going to spend that huge diamond mountain of eternity? The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that is the only way to be saved. I, I was flying to Florida and I prayed, you know, Lord, help me share the gospel if I'm supposed to. I sit, sit next to this 12 year old boy named Matthew from Sarasota, Florida, plane takes off. And we start to talk and, and I, he finds out I'm a pastor. I said, oh, Matthew, do you go to church? Yes, uh, First Baptist Church. I said, well, good. I said, can I ask you what they teach you at your church? This is my way of getting the gospel in. And he said, okay. And I said, Matthew, do you know what the Trinity is? He said, I've never heard of the Trinity. So I explained there's one God in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, God the Holy Spirit. He knew Jesus was God, but he'd never heard of the Trinity. So I thought we'd go to another one. I'd say, well, Matthew, do you know how the world's going to end? He said, I didn't know what was going to end. So I explained the second coming of Christ, that we'll hear trumpets, we'll look up, Jesus comes down in the clouds, all the dead are raised, he judges us, believers go to heaven, unbelievers go to hell, then the earth melts with fire. Well, he hadn't heard this. (laughs) So I thought we'd get to the big one. I said, Matthew, let's say something happens to the engine of our plane and in five minutes we all go down in flames and die. Do you know for sure where you're going to spend eternity? And i remember he got kind of quiet and he said i guess i don't know where i'm going and i explained to him what i i I just explained to you that it's christ pays our sin debt so that's the only way we're going to be saved is to get our sins forgiven through the death of christ believe in the lord jesus and the bible says you can know you're going to heaven well uh for the rest of the trip we just talked about other stuff before the plane landed, Matthew brought it up again. He said, I just wanna make sure I got this right. You don't have to die to find out where you're gonna go. You can know now. And I said, yeah, the promise of the Bible is believe and you will be saved, not you might be saved, you will be saved. And, and uh, that was our conversation. That happened to me. I was, tw- I was raised in the Christian church. I was raised Lutheran. Lutherans are supposed to believe we're saved by grace, not by good works. For some reason, going to church every Sunday, I never got that until I'm 20 years old. I was leading a Bible study at college. And this college girl says to me, Tom, can I talk to you privately? And so we went off and she said, Tom, are you sure you're saved? (laughs) And I got offended. And I said, well, I think I'm saved. No, are you sure you're saved? And I said, yes. And she left. And I sat there thinking, did I just lie? Because I don't think I was sure I was saved. But about that time, somebody explained to me, 1 John 5.13, I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Not, you might get it if you're good enough, you'll never be good enough. No, I write this to you who believe in the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. That happened to me when I was 20. And you know, ever since, I know that because of Christ, my sins are forgiven. I'm going to heaven for eternity instead of hell for eternity. So let me bring it back to you. Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? When God writes promises in the Bible, God has to keep those promises. He's a promise-keeping God. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, trust in him, your sins are forgiven, you're going to the right place for all eternity. And I'll close with this. There was a mother who was dying at the hospital. She knew she was dying. Her son surrounded her bed. And she called her one son to her side and she said, John, you're the responsible one in the family. In my Bible at home, I've left my final instructions. I know I can trust you to carry them out. Bend down and kiss mother, good night. She called her next son to her side, Andrew, You have taken me into your home these last six months. Your wife and you have been so loving, trying to nurse me back to health. I so appreciate all you've done. Bend down and kiss mother. Good night. She called her next son to her side and said, "Uh, Edward, you're the baby of the family. You've always been the closest to mother. Now you'll have to go it alone, and I know you can. Bend down and kiss mother. Good night. She had one more son, very finely dressed. She called him to her side. Jeffrey, mother knows who's paid all these medical bills. You've given me the best medical care on earth, and I so appreciate what you've done. Bend down and kiss mother. Goodbye. And as he's bending down to kiss her, it occurs to him what she said. And he he said, mother, why do you say good night to my brothers? But goodbye to me. And she said, Jeffrey, I will see your brothers again. But I've told you many times how you can have eternal life and you never took time to listen. And I will never see your face again. According to the story, he took her hands. Mother, tell me one more time and she told him how God left his throne in heaven to become a human being, to die on the cross for the sins of mankind so that all who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. And he said, mother, I do believe, I do believe. And she said, bend down and kiss mother, good night. You're going to be in a deathbed someday, so will I. It is crucial for you to know where you're going to spend all eternity. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Acts 16.31, you can know you are saved. 1 John 5.13, amen.
2: Welcome to the portion of the pastor's study where we ask Pastor Brock questions regarding the Bible. Pastor Brock, our first question today is, don't we have to wait until judgment day and then we will find out if we are going to heaven or hell?
1: Yeah. Well, I just preached you can know now you're going to heaven. I believe that. You don't know what you, here's the deal. I know for sure I'm going to heaven because my sins have been paid for. God promises me, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. So I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm going to heaven but I still have to go through judgment day mm-hmm. but for a believer that's not to determine whether you're saved or not it's to determine your rewards or not if you read first Corinthians chapter 3 the Apostle Paul says here's two different Christians on one, on judgment day they both have Christ the foundation of Christ but one person builds on their life with wonderful things for the Lord one not so wonderful uh, the one guy goes into heaven with reward the other guy goes into heaven because he's saved by Christ and grace but uh, goes smoking in mm-hmm. <laughs> his, his works are burned up. So I know I'm saved. What my rewards will be, uh, that you don't know till judgment day.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't it arrogant to say you know for sure that you're going to heaven?
1: I I hear this now and then, and it would be if my salvation depended on me. If my salvation depended on how good I was, and I say I know I'm going, that would be arrogant but my salvation doesn't depend on me. My boast is not in me, it's in the cross of Christ. And and so I'm not boasting in what I've done to get me into heaven. I'm boasting in what Christ has done to get me into heaven. So I think, and that's, you gotta be humble to do that.
2: Okay. What about those who never heard of Jesus? Won't God save them if they have led a good life?
1: The problem with that is nobody has led a good life. And you say, well, they've never heard of Christ. Read Romans chapters 1, 2, and 3. Paul the Apostle wrote that the Jews knew about God because they had the Ten Commandments and the Old Testament revelation. Unbelievers in in deep, dark Africa who have never heard the gospel, Mm -hmm. they know right and wrong because they have the law of God written on their heart. And the problem is that everybody has broken that law, so the people that have never heard the gospel and the people that have heard the gospel, their hope is not that they've been good enough, We need to get the missionaries out there because the only way of salvation is Christ. Mm -hmm. He said that. I didn't say that. John 14, 6. Jesus said that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Why would a loving God send someone to hell?
1: Because he's not just a loving God. He's overwhelmingly loving, but he's also a holy God. And Jesus says to people in Matthew, the end of Matthew, depart from me, you evil doers, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. That's Jesus sending people to mm-hmm. hell. Oh, but my loving Jesus would never do that. Well, then you're following the Jesus of your imagination and not the Jesus of the New Testament. And why would God send anyone, send anyone to hell? Well, I think the way to answer it, actually, Paul the Apostle in the book of Romans had the opposite problem. Paul's problem was, how could a loving, just, holy God let anyone go to heaven? (laughs) He had the opposite problem. And Paul's answer was, because Christ paid for our sins and took care of God's justice and holiness against our sin, then we can be forgiven and saved. So the reason God sends people to hell is because he's a just, holy God. He's provided the way of salvation for
2: everyone. Mm -hmm. And if
1: they reject it, well, then God will let them get what they get. They choose it. They do.
2: Isn't it possible for people who reject Christ will be wiped out at death Mm -hmm. instead of going to hell forever?
1: Right. That's called annihilationism, Mm -hmm. and Seventh-day Adventists believe in annihilationism. They believe if you die without Christ, you you don't go to hell forever, you're just wiped out. And some, I mean, Mona, when I went away to college, I I think I was a Christian, but I was pretty liberal, and I tried to believe in that, Mm -hmm. annihilationism got into a Bible study with a bunch of Baptist-type people, and they kept saying, Tom, hell's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So my first year of college, I reread the New Testament, and every time it mentioned hell, I wrote it down, and my mind started to change. And I don't think there's a way you can believe. I mean, Jesus talks about eternal punishment Mm -hmm. in Matthew and about they will weep and gnash their teeth. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. And you know, is it literal fire or just spiritual fire? I don't know, I don't care, I don't wanna go there. And so um, you can't really, in, in Luke chapter 16, the guy that dies goes to hell, he's not wiped out. He's, he's in hell begging to get out. Mm-hmm. So you really can't believe in annihilationism and follow all the scriptures on this.
2: And the Bible doesn't support annihilation, does it? Does it does not. No. No.
1: It talks about us being destroyed, Mm -hmm. but it's an eternal destruction. Uh, What is that? 1 Thessalonians chapter 1.
2: Okay. Hmm. How do you answer when someone says, I believe you experience heaven or hell in this life, not in the next?
1: Yes. Well, I I pray before I get a Uber taxi to come to my house and Mm -hmm. often I'll get a Somali Muslim taxi driver. But this time I got a woman Uber driver which is the first woman I've ever had and and I said to her you know aren't you kind of nervous being a woman oh no I only attract people with positive energy I mm. only have positive energy I only uh, receive and only only people who have positive energy get attracted to my cap. and then for the whole for the whole ride I've never met someone so zealous for the new age movement mm. crystals reincarnation uh, energy and she was so zealous she's a vegan and just and she was so jealous and i felt so sad but i thought okay if she's going to be that zealous i better be zealous for the truth Mm -hmm. so i humbly lovingly told her well here's what i believe that we're all sinners christ died for our sins rose from the dead when you die there is a heaven and a hell in the next life because that's what she said to me Mm -hmm. she said we have heaven and hell in this life i said okay but it's in the next life too Mm -hmm. and so i I was able to share the gospel with her. She handed me a, a new age quote. I handed her a little, uh, one of these salvation tracks on, on, on how to be saved and we went our different ways. But um, there is a heaven and hell in a sense in this life, you can gonna have horrible life or a good mm-hmm. life. That doesn't mean there's not gonna be one in the next. Jesus said there's one in the next.
2: That's right. Yeah. Isn't it narrow-minded to say that Jesus is the only way to salvation?
1: Well, I will say this: I didn't say it; he did. Mm-hmm. John fourteen six. The apostles repeated it. Acts chapter four verse twelve. There's no other name by which we must be saved. And I don't say this to people, but I heard someone say, "We Christians can afford to be narrow-minded." We're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should say that to people. That's kind of that's kind of arrogant. But um, if you if you think there are many ways to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And some churches, Christian churches, now are teaching that. And those mm-hmm. same churches are just losing members all over the place because mm-hmm. if everybody's saved, why go to
2: church? Mm-hmm. You know. So. And you're right. In the Bible, it says there is only one way. That's
1: what Jesus said.
2: Are the Jews God's chosen people? Will they go to heaven too? Has things changed?
1: Well, in the Old Testament, they were God's chosen people. Okay. And then in the New Testament. Not all of them, but some of them, actually the majority, rejected Christ. Mm-hmm. But know this, all the first Christians were Jewish. The 12 apostles were Jewish. St. Paul the apostle who wrote a lot of the New Testament was Jewish. So you can definitely be fully Jewish and a believer in Christ as mm-hmm. your Messiah. But then, and Paul works this all out, you've got to read Romans 9, 10, and 11. Paul asks the question, well, why did most of the Jews reject Christ when he was sent to be their Messiah. They had the prophetic writings. Mm-hmm. And Paul's point is, first the Gentiles were on the outside and the Jews were on the inside. And during this period, the period of the church, most, it's the mostly Gentiles, although Jews too, are on the inside. But Paul writes Romans chapter 11. The way I understand Romans 11, there will be a conversion of many Jews to Christ before the end. So we're waiting for that. So this is, and this is a mystery. Paul says in all the depths of the knowledge of God, who, who can understand this stuff?
2: Mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's what he said. Sometimes you just have to believe. Right. I believe in Christ, but sometimes I'm not sure of my salvation. Does that mean I am really not a Christian?
1: No, I think you can be saved without having the assurance. I think I just told in the sermon, mm-hmm. before I was 20 years old, I believed he died for my sins. I believed he rose from the dead. I prayed daily. I read my Bible. But was I sure I was saved? Mm-hmm. No. And then somebody pointed out, 1 John five thirteen how you can know. And Mona, Christianity went from being sometimes a bit of a drag mm-hmm. to being the most wonderful thing in my life. Ever since I was 20, I know Mm -hmm. because of Christ, I'm forgiven. I'm going to heaven when I die, hallelujah. That changed my life. It's called grace. This is what Martin Luther discovered. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther in the 1500s was a Catholic monk, wanted to know he was saved, didn't know if he was good enough, is reading the book of Romans by candlelight, rediscovers were saved by grace and not good works, changed his life. He said, it was like I went through open doors into paradise Mm -hmm. and felt myself to be born again when he discovered salvation by grace and it changed his life, changed the history of Europe and the world Mm -hmm. uh, called the Protestant Reformation. So yeah, you can know for sure.
2: You can. What does the Bible teach about reincarnation?
1: Reincarnation, uh, incarnation, Christians believe in. We believe God became incarnate in Christ, that God became enfleshed and only happened once. Mm -hmm. Hindus believe in reincarnation. There's, when you die, you go come back to earth as a cow or as a human, et cetera, et cetera. And Christians, and the Bible says in Hebrews, it is appointed unto man to die once, and after mm-hmm. that comes judgment. So you don't keep coming back to this planet. You die once, and then it's eternity.
2: Okay. When I, yeah. when we die, do we sleep until Judgment Day?
1: You know, that's the most common question I get. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just got another one, so I'll answer it real quick again. I think the way you put all the scriptures together, because it does talk about going to be with Christ, today you'll be with me in paradise. It also talks about sleeping and being raised at the Mm -hmm. last day. So I think the way you put it all together, your spirit goes to be with Christ. I think my grandma's consciously with the Lord, but she doesn't have her perfect new resurrection body yet. That gets raised and given to us on the Mm -hmm. last day. So both are true. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, everybody, thanks so much for being with us today. If you'd like to watch all of our TV shows for free, you go to right there, pastorstudy.org. If you'd like to support our program too, uh, it's because of your generous donations mm-hmm. that we're, we're able to add more cities to get our show. So thank you. Please pray for us. If you'd like to support us, go to our website or there, there's an address coming up. But God bless you. Thanks, Mona, okay. today. And God bless you, and have a wonderful week. So long.
0: Holy Spirit be with you today and always.
1: If you've been blessed by the Pastor Study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorsstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the pastor's study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.